everybody. Welcome back to I Need to Talk About It. I Need to Talk About It. <laughs> I'm Kimberly Mick. I'm Aubrey Mack. And we are so excited to talk to you today about Twilight chapters 16 through 20. We're almost yeah. at the end of this damn book. <laughs> I actually, so what's weird is it feels like it's been a long time, but also I feel like we just started the book. It's flying through. It and is. these chapters, like the last two, like melded together for mm, me. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, so <laughs> if you've ever read this book, um, you're going to find, or you knew that the action happens at like the end the of this literally freaking book. Very end. It's like nothing, 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 nothing. <laughs> James. <laughs> James. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> if you haven't wa- uh, read the book, then you have no idea what we're talking about. If you watch the movies, then you have even less of an idea of what we're talking about it's because true. they messed it up. It's so different. It is the pacing of it is completely different. It's super weird. Yes. So we're super excited because yes. here comes the action. Here comes the thing that if you've been ruined by the movies, you've been wondering where the hell this has been the whole time. Here it Important is. Important plot point. And we just have so much to talk about. We have so much to talk about. Let's get started. Let's get started, please. (laughs) Chapter 16. Chapter 16. Here we go. BBs. Okay. (laughs) Chapter 16. So I remember as I was uh, reading this and then like going back and writing my notes for this. And I was writing my notes for chapter 15 and I was like, Collins, 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 Carlisle. Like I I love the Collins. And then I was like, I need more of Carlisle, please, Smire, please. And then chapter 16 is literally called Carlisle. And you read the title and you're like, hell yeah, thank you. (laughs) All right. So uh, one of my impressions from this is actually not a positive thing about Carlisle. So (laughs) Carlisle, baby, I'm sorry. But um, so Carlisle... Like, they never say he's the town's only surgeon, but it kind of feels like he's the only surgeon. Like, particularly with how, like, Charlie, Bella's dad, was talking about him, like, in such high respect. Like, he's a big city doctor who moved to a small town. They feel very lucky to have him. Um, So for being, like, a very important medical professional in Forks, Washington, why was he just kind of, like, chilling in his home office, like, in the middle of the... It just kind of felt like, oh. shouldn't you be, like, you in be surgery? someone's life Yeah, like, right why, now? why are you here? Like, because, true. I mean, I get it, like, like, you know, Edward is bringing Bella home to meet the family. It's a big event, but it doesn't <laughs> feel like a big event because they have that super awkward entrance, and then they all just, like, fuck off. Yeah, they all just so, disperse. Right. Oh and my then gosh, he just wait, why is he home? My I don't, I don't know, know. My dad would be home to like meet a boyfriend or girlfriend, and he's I don't know what he's doing. He's down at the shop, lower yeah. on the property, building something. Right. Well, which what is a valid the... thing to do. Yeah. Why is Carlisle just sitting at his desk? But what? anyway, but it doesn't matter. Um, so he's sitting at his desk reading. It's like okay, great, you're reading. Um, also very interested to know what that was. Tell um, me what would love book to you're borrow reading. that book. Um, Carlisle's book club. Basically, here's where we get Carlisle's backstory. We learn about the patriarch of this strange little coven and, and, you know, how they came to be. So, what do we learn? We learned that Carlisle was a pastor's son. What? Who was also studying to be a pastor um, in London, right? Yeah. London. London in the 1650s. Yeah. So, like, way back in the day, um, was out one night got attacked by vampires, and left for dead. 
um, ended up like burying himself somewhere and like thought he was gonna die, but then was like, oh shit, I'm not dead and came out and was like, oh shit, I'm a monster. And, um, which obviously would pose a problem. Me every day I wake up. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Same. I'm not Uh, dead. Oh, I'm a uh, monster. No. That is, yeah. (laughs) I love how, (laughs) no, that's very accurate. We literally just had breakfast downstairs, breakfast for dinner. And you said to me, you would make a really good witch. (laughs) And you're right. (laughs) So, yeah, monster. Um... So he wakes up and he still, uh, you know, he still has his conscience. He still is who he is deep down. Obviously, he has this, like, insatiable, like, bloodlust now. But um, he discovers that he actually doesn't have to drink human. So if I'm not mistaken, the way I read this, it seemed to me like he never actually drank a human or never actually killed a human. No, so he didn't. No, he was, he took himself, like, out into the woods Try to throw himself mm. off of, like, huge heights, and he didn't oh, yeah. die. yeah. And then he brought himself to the point of starvation, which Edward points out is, like, actually impossible. Like, mm. they, you would have had to kill people at that point. Mm-hmm. And a herd of deer came by, and he fed on the deer, and he actually was, like, sort of satisfied enough to, like, cut what it was that he was feeling and, like, mm-hmm. cut that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So first of his kind in, like... Yeah, like, Edward was basically saying, like, basically impossible, which obviously he admires Carlisle for that. Yeah, yeah, you can tell as he's talking about it, it's like, this is the glue that holds this family together, Mm -hmm. clearly. So, yeah, so he's the one who discovers, like, okay, I'm a vampire, but, like, there's another way to live this life. Um, And so he basically feels the need to make up for what he is as his at his core so he spends centuries studying medicine becoming immune to human blood basically so that he can just give back and save people wherever he goes yeah which is penance in its own way i know not that i think that's really necessary because like he didn't have a choice it's not his fault but like still beautiful yeah oh absolutely thank you for doing that carlisle um honestly like I think we need a Midnight Sun, like, period piece that's just about Carlisle. Yeah. And, like, from his perspective, because, like, that's a story I want to hear. If Carlisle were alive, like, I would be nominating him for president. I'd be oh, like, you're easy. a vampire, yes. I <laughs> don't care. But you are care. the best of us. You're literally. You will need to be in charge of my nation. Yeah. I would be, t- I would be fine with that. Yeah, I would vote for, for him real quick. Then we, so we learn, you know, okay, Carlisle does this. Then he uh, finds Edward and ends up saving Edward, who um, was dying of the Spanish flu. Mm. Basically begins to build this, like, family unit. Um, We also learn that Edward apparently rebelled from his vampire dad (laughs) um, after 10 years and just did his (laughs) own thing, which has me really concerned because that's basically just saying, like, Okay, Edward, you were, like, set up for success when you first became a vampire, and then you just, like, killed people, right? Like, just, like, went out and, like, killed people, which makes me a little nervous. Not attractive. Um, Yeah, not attractive. Also, if I'm Bella at this point, I'm, like, really, like, okay, what made you, like, what was your decision to go? Yeah. And are you going to do that again? I would point out, too, that at this, in this part of the chapter, 
is like some of the first times that Bella is noticing that she should be afraid. Mm-hmm. Not that she mm-hmm. is afraid, but she like points out like a couple different times in the midst of Edward telling Carlisle's story in his own that she should be afraid of him. Or and afraid of being in that not. house. But that she's not. But it's the first time she's really noticed that she should be afraid. Mm-hmm. Which is really interesting. Yeah, I mean, about time, too. Yeah. Also, Edward is holding her, like, really roughly during this entire scene. I just want to point out. Oh, yeah. It starts with him spinning her around to look at all these paintings and, like, tightly, like, it describes him, like, tightly gripping her shoulder and her elbow the whole time. Like, he's, like, forcing mm. her to stand there. He's just sort of scary. It's interesting because I feel like it's, yeah, it is kind of scary. And it's probably like, like as he's, it's like a a clue to us, the reader, like as he's getting more comfortable with her, like it's just showing how easily he actually could still accidentally kill her. Yeah. Like the more comfortable he gets, it's like, you're stronger than Bella is yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's yeah, I actually totally and forgot about the that. The moment is intense for him too. So it's intense yeah. and he feels open like with her. Mhm. So it makes sense that he would maybe just be mis- mishandling her a little bit. Yeah. But this chapter's got some intense Yeah, it <laughs> makes intensity me intensity from Edward. It, it kind of makes me think like okay, so like I like trying to understand Edward's perspective. Like the only thing I could equate it to is like me as, like, a giant person, like, holding a baby gecko, like, one of my baby crested <laughs> geckos, and, like, and imagine that I have some <laughs> have desire hair. and instinct to kill them. <laughs> and oh so, gosh. okay, so say really I have, sad. like, baby Dobby in my hand. Dobby <laughs> is, like, four grams. He's, like, tiny. Imagine he could speak, and imagine I wanted to eat him, but I was also in love with him. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> So now I've brought Dobby home to mom and dad (laughs) and I am telling him about this like story in that. Right. Okay. It's intense for me. I get it. But like, here's the thing. I would be so aware of how fragile and tiny this little thing is. I would literally just be like afraid to breathe around it. I would be so careful. I know. I can't really imagine myself, like, Edwarding and just kind of, like, like squeezing it. Like, I get that there's... Have you heard that thing? It's, like, there the in, in your brain... I'm And I'm so sorry. I'm too dumb to explain this. I don't really know much about it, but I heard it somewhere. But there's that thing where, like, that part of your brain that reacts when you see something cute is the same part of your brain that, like, triggers with aggression. That's why you see something and you're like, I just want to cry. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I maybe that's what everyone's going cute through. Animals. I'm like... <laughs> yes! <laughs> if those sounds translated to motions... Yeah, you, you get it. See what I'm doing. But like, what yes. is that? It's like you see, you see a bunny, you see like a cat, you see a baby, and like when you see a baby, <laughs> it's, it's like, why do we want to pinch their cheeks? <laughs> why is that a thing? Or like, why do we want to squeeze? Yeah, it's truly, I never am more scared of myself than when I see something that's cute. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what am I gonna I'm do? Of my capacity. <laughs> Okay. Okay, that is Edward's great... making more space. Yeah, okay. <laughs> when you think they... of it that way, it's like, okay. Okay. So, uh... so Edward and Bella, <laughs> okay. finishes telling the story. Yeah. Um, then, <laughs> enter Edward's bedroom. Bedroom! Bedroom! Here we go! This is more of that, like, teenager, like, the I'm first time... Out. You go into, like, the room of someone you like, and you see all their stuff. It's a huge deal. Mm. 
Oh my gosh. Gets your heart going a little yeah, bit. Yeah, literally. And so what do we what do we see in his room? We learn oh so goodness. he doesn't have a bed. We yeah. learned she that he immediately sleep. notices that. <laughs> That's the she's first been thing she asks looking about. for a bed. She's like, <laughs> she, "Oh, there's a bed? You want to <laughs> Yeah. No, but no, we walk in and first thing she says, "Oh, no bed." It's like, "Okay, no chill, Bella, but um also same." Um okay, so no bed. He's got like walls of music. So um, much music. So much CDs. music. CDs. Hey, that's how music was meant to be listened Honestly, to. Honestly, it is great. <laughs> I don't have a problem with CDs. It was just funny. It, it, it dates itself. it. It for sure dates it. But Whereas yeah. now it's like, I've got a sweet speaker system for my Spotify playlist. Yeah. Oh, that's 100% what it is. Um, Edward would totally have like the best oh Spotify playlist He'd be famous though. for it. Oh my gosh. I could see him being, wait, wait, something just occurred to me. Okay, so I know how we talk about, like, why are the Cullens in high school? Like, that doesn't make sense. Why are they doing that? What if Edward became a DJ? He could totally be a DJ. He would with, like, be a the crazy best name. DJ. <gasps> should, well, okay, what would his name be? <laughs> DJ Glitterskin. <laughs> <laughs> DJ oh, no. Glitterface. Wait, <laughs> Glitter can you face. imagine then if anyone happened to see him in the daylight, they would just assume it's makeup. Oh my gosh, wait. He I'm would be out at, your post. yes, he would be out at night all the time. He would um, probably get a kick out of whatever's happening in everyone's minds oh as word. he's DJing. But he could, if he got annoyed, he could just drown it out with his sick musical beats. <laughs> beats. Edward, why didn't you become a DJ, oh you psycho? That's DJ. what I would have done if I had this musical taste in all this time and I didn't sleep. Wait. 100%. Wait. Okay. So that's what he should have done. Anyway, okay. So we learn <laughs> he's a musical sensitive boy. Yes. Um, um, his colors are terrible. Okay. Yeah, yeah they are. Gold they and are. black goes together. We're like, if you're wearing black clothing, you put a gold, like gold jewelry with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I get that. That looks fresh, right? They describe his room being as being like all black decor and then a gold rug. What does that look like? <laughs> I pictured, <laughs> you know, it? you know, like pipe cleaners, like oh golden. My gosh. I pictured like that, <laughs> like that, like weird tinsel, like fabric. Uh, yeah. Like I can kind of see the 50 shades of gray. Yeah. Like really in this. Cause it, yeah. Um, it doesn't sound like, I don't know. I have an image in my head of like an edgy guy's bedroom. Like how cool that would be to walk into it and like what that would tell me about that person. Mm-hmm. This but, feels pretty gaudy. Yeah, it's like gaudy. It just doesn't feel fitting. No. I don't know. It's, I mean, I, I like black as like, I, I only wear black, um, but <laughs> I also like like black accent walls. And different and shades of like, yeah, grays and whites. Yeah, but if you just have like a black room and like a cold <laughs> What is that? <laughs> the gold rug is weird. <laughs> who knows who decorated it? It's really strange. Um, but okay, yeah, he's a musical sensitive boy. His decor is weird, but also his frisky side is coming oh out. Oh my gosh. Before his frisky side, he says that her knowing everything makes him happy. Oh yeah. There's like a little pause and then yes. he's like, I think it, it makes me happy. And I was like, Ugh. I was literally it's crying. So sweet. I was like, that's so good. Yeah, he's and you that's going it. back to him being excited. Like this is his first time ever having someone know who he is, know his family, and love yeah. him for it. And he's getting so have you you know that <laughs> you know that episode of New Girl when like Schmidt and Cece go to visit her grandma? Yes. And he has a broken <gasps> penis. Yes. And then he starts like freaking out. And then Cece's like, is emotional intimacy turning you on? And he's like, ugh. <laughs> 
that's what's happening. 100%. It's emotional intimacy and it's making him so happy and frisky. And frisky. So his frisky side comes out. <laughs> so begins the, the saga of feline imagery in all these chapters. Oh my god, there's so a lot of feline So he begins to get yeah, some like growling in. And which so he's growling a little bit. Oh my bit. god. Okay, which he, I'm fine I'm fine with. <laughs> that can happen. He tackles her onto the couch thing. I'm also fine with that. <laughs> Something I didn't like was that it was described like his hold on her was described as iron chains. That was kind of terrifying like cuz he they they he yeah. jumped on her. But, like, the whole couch, like, slammed against the window instead, <laughs> which is, like, really intense for me as a small person. I was like, oh, oh my God. Like, I was like, yeah. this is so scary. I'd be afraid of, like, getting my arm broken or something. And then it's like, she's like, I was like, did she describes being sort of afraid and that his, like, hold is, like, iron chains on her. And I'm like, oh, my God. And Why is it described like that? Right. That makes it so right. weird. And he's, like, having a good time. And she is. But then some description i'm like is that smire coming through like what is this yeah. weird description so why it's couldn't she just say and like hot at the same time and i just mm. couldn't i couldn't lean more to one way than the other mm. i was just feeling both things i ignored that was the descriptors wise. that was wise <laughs> i was like Iron i was just no. like because i was just like oh my god like give me more frisky human edward he is super happy yeah i like it's sweet. cute and playful i literally just imagine like a like a little like a little house cat just <laughs> oh like i i don't know because he's like cat like it's like i don't know i thought it was cute but yeah the iron chains things i don't i don't really i mean know there's nothing necessarily wrong with that descriptor but I don't want to be an iron chain. She chains. describes just kind of being nervous. And yeah. I was like, that's not fun. If you're in that situation, then you're nervous. So again, that's, we see Bella is starting to, to feel a little bit nervous with like what she, <laughs> she's gotten herself into. Is but a like not in the right way necessarily. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good point. That is, that's strange. I didn't um, mean to kill your, kill your high. <laughs> no, I probably needed it. I was getting so carried then away. Door so, opens. Yeah. And then Alice the cock block walks through because she, <laughs> she wants to get in on that holding Bella to my chest business. <laughs> and like, Bella wants it. <laughs> she does. She doesn't, she won't admit Dance it, but she wants me. it. <laughs> Dance for me, Alice. For so, me, I yeah. was so terrified. I was like, oh my god, no. I was like, people, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so Alice comes in. She goes, hey, there's going to be a thunderstorm tonight. Yes. Um, let's play baseball as a family. And then they're like, hey, do you want to come? You're welcome to come. And she's like, yeah, great, let's go. And that's basically all I had for chapter 16. Oh my gosh, I just have a note that Edward swivels Bella when Jasper and Alice come in. Like a lazy to season. A more conventionally, more conventional seat on his lap. Yeah. Because he's uncomfortable with them Why seeing him like that. Why does he love like, how is her that like even a child? More? And so she was like, Bella was like, okay, that's a little bit better, which is mm-hmm. gross. And she, Bella wonders if Jasper is tasting the atmosphere in the room oh my god i'm not even kidding <laughs> wait it tasting literally says the that atmosphere yes super gross Ew, what a perv and alice says that it sounds like edward Ooh. is eating bella for lunch and that they want in on it 
I mean, that's kind of funny. And it was funny. And yeah, but he laughs, and then yeah. they're chuckling, and then Jasper's like, "So baseball." <laughs> Jasper's like, "Can we not? I just want to go play baseball." Yes. Have we talked about Jasper's powers? Um, I think we we mentioned them when we found out about. Okay. Them, but yeah. We don't know but very much yet. Basically, he can sense other people's emotions and also like change the emotions in the room. Direct. Yeah, yeah, so he, yeah, he was for He's sure feeling the tension. Tasting in the, air. the atmosphere. That's as so gross. Were. I was like, Smire, God. That's so with gross. With the senses. Smire with the senses again. Goodness. Anyway. Tell me about Chapter I'm starting 17. to get a little bit of a Jasper crush. I knew I would. You know? But I am. It's beginning. I, I don't blame you. He's just, I'm like, he's a gift. If I had yeah. a Jasper, that's incredible. Yeah, help me always feel better than I should be in this situation. I would love that. It's human Zoloft. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he's so incredible. I would and love that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's my thing that I've been thinking about. Mm. Chapter 17. Uh, shoot, Billy's back. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Jacob drives yep. Bella home. Or not Jacob. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, whoa. <laughs> Edward drives <laughs> Bella home. They roll up. Eddie's pissed because billy's back on the front porch Mm. jacob you poor baby jacob looks like he's going to cry oh my god i'm my note was don't cry baby jacob because i'm super sad for him in this chapter it's not fair he's He's been literally he makes me so sad so obviously he's devastated because she's rolling up with edward edward's pissed um bella goes up and she's like hey guys charlie's not home um and billy's like hmm so they come inside, and um, Billy's there to warn Charlie that mm. Bella's been spending time with Edward Cullen and the Cullens. And Bella love it when people like interfere in your life without telling you. It's yeah, <laughs> it's a mess. I was like really upset with him. Like yeah. the moment it said that he was there, and Edward was like, "He's come to warn Charlie." I was like, "Okay, meddling much, mm. right?" So. That's crossing several lines. Right. And Bella's upset with him. Um, But I do have a note that this whole situation with Billy coming to warn Charlie would not be a problem or dangerous to her fragile ecosystem she's made if she told Charlie that she was dating Edward. You're right. Because then Billy, imagine, okay, we're going to play something out here. This is a thought. This came to me today. Billy shows up. Charlie, I'm here to tell you that Bella is spending time with this Cullen boy, with Edward, and, you know, he's a problem. Heck, even if Billy Billy was like, he's a vampire. First of all, Charlie has discredited Billy at every turn about the Cullens being vampires. He's already defended the Cullens for years. Mm -hmm. He doesn't believe they're vampires. And if he knew that his daughter was dating Edward, who he likes, he would have been like, yeah, I knew that they were dating. Can you just stop meddling and get out of my house it would have made it would have been fine it would have made like bella feel that much closer to charlie right instead we have a really awkward and frustrating scene on a rainy day when charlie's not even home with nasty fish fry with nasty fish fry that i don't even want to describe because makes me want to throw up because i just don't (laughs) enjoy eating fish like that um it doesn't sound good yeah charlie doesn't know that they're dating and billy wouldn't be able to sway charlie with fear had he known. so weirdly also edward refers to jacob as the child he says the child doesn't know (laughs) and 
And Bella's like, hold up. Bella's like, excuse me. He's only like a little bit younger than me. And he's like, I'm aware. He's like, oh, I know. And I was like, what the hell? Weird That's dick weird. Move. What? <laughs> Edward, why? That's very, yeah. We what don't want to talk about little... age with you, Edward. No, I'm like, Edward, please. Let it lie, please. Super weird. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, and before, I guess technically before Bella gets out of the car to go deal with this situation, Edward's kind of like, I would once again like to bring up the issue of telling Charlie. And she's like, yeah, nah. <sighs> Uh, so frustrating just tell your dad just tell you him. have the world's greatest dad just tell your dad it's fine like why Super doesn't she just tell her dad it's not even listen he's been trying to be involved and engaged in her life he's been trying to get her to date people He's clearly like, yeah, go to the dance. Go with Mike Newton. I like the colon. I like the colon. Literally, they're just, just tell your, what's the tell problem? Your damn dad. Just tell Charlie. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Um, Edward is also a douchebag again before she even gets out of the car. Wow, mm. These are all out of order in my notes. Um, he kisses Bella on the neck so that it looks like he's feeding on her. Oh yeah, that was so that Billy up. can see it and freak out from his wheelchair. And, and like Billy that freaks is out. Billy is like nostrils flared, eyes crazy. <laughs> he gives like oh, he's so good at a stank guy. He is he like so angry. He almost has a heart attack. Yeah, because of that. He's literally so scared, and it's a dick move. <laughs> That's so really weird. uh yeah, so Billy and, and Jacob come into the house. Billy sends Jacob on like a little errand. He's, He's like, like hey, from the car. go get a picture of your sister, please. <laughs> it's in the trunk. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> Jacob's like, yeah. He's like just so sad. He's like, oh, eyebrows God. are furrowed, and I think he's gonna cry. So Bella and Billy so have an open conversation. It's not really open, but they're very direct. Um yeah. she's direct with him, but she's also a little bit off base with him, where he's like well, I'm, you know, he he basically asks, like, if she's informed on the colons. Like, does she mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And she was like, you know what? I might even be better informed than you are. Which I don't think is true in a way. No. Because the base fact, the most important thing, is that they're vampires. Mm-hmm. And they also, Billy knows that the colons are vampires that don't feed on humans. Yeah, so they've got he history. Knows, he years. knows everything. Yeah. Like, all the base important things to make a logical decision. Bella has it too, but she's being all emotional about it. So that, I was like, that's a little bit off base for her to say that she's more informed than him. And she's being rude. He's one of her elders, and I've always thought you're supposed to respect your elders. Even if they're being jerks, you just tell them to get out of your house and then, but you don't have to pretend like you're better than them. Also, no. that she knows she's in a dangerous situation. Yeah. Edward tells her every time he's with her. <laughs> but she's she just likes to push it. She just yeah. likes to flirt with danger and be an asshole to right. everyone. Right. So Billy's like, you need to tell Charlie. And she's like, wouldn't that be my business if I'm going to tell Charlie? And he was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. It would be yeah, I do your agree business. With that, yeah. You know? Um, he was like, but I would suggest it. And then he leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I had like... The funniest moment, because she says she needed to go change right after that to get change out of her dressy clothes, and oh the khaki God. skirt came back. <laughs> Never forget. I was like, the khaki skirt Never and that blue the khaki shirt skirt. are not dressy clothes. Yes, they... They are for Bella. Oh my God. Because they weren't on the fucking floor. Oh my word. So that was really funny. Um, I I love that. Oh, uh, wait. (laughs) Then Jessica, right? Right. So, yeah, I forgot. So Jessica... Oh, before that, um, Bella notices... She notes that 
the effect that Jasper and Edward have on her is fading, mm. which I'm like, okay, so you and you notice that they have an effect on you, and she talks about being terrified now mm. of them and of like the situation she's in. You know what that sounds like? Super healthy. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> so now that their their influence and like the intensity of being around your boyfriend is gone, now you're afraid that's not healthy but she's still gonna go back and hang out with them anyway but you know whatever yeah it's like maybe take some time and like think about this but yeah, that's fine yeah whatever, whatever. <laughs> do, what, do, what want, <laughs> do what you want die <laughs> <laughs> um jessica calls she's yeah. being a great friend she's keeping bella up to date she's so sweet she's so excited because mike kissed her at the dance that's a big deal that's I'm a like, big crap. deal and in Bella's, a small town, you've been yeah. waiting. Mike is a great guy. And she's had a crush on him forever. forever. And so she's say, sharing this. Bella is being super sexist. She's like, uh, you know, she started sharing with me. I never even invited her to share about the dance. And I'm like, she's your friend? Okay. Um, she gave me a minute-by-minute minute recount. I'm like, it was a big-ass deal. You're in high yeah. school. Not everything is vampires and life-and-death situations. <laughs> Um, also just be nice. She's right. just being nice. She's being nice. And she's saying that she hmm and hawed like the whole way through. Ugh. And I was like, you're being awful. It's really rude. Even if like, I, I give a pass to people who like are genuinely going through something really, really, really hard. Like real human beings dealing with real human experiences. If I call them and I'm like, oh my gosh, so-and-so kissed me at the dance. If I was calling a friend, my friend would say, hey, this family member died or like I found out so-and-so is super sick or I got in a car accident right before this. Mm -hmm. And then I would go, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Just like Jessica would because she's a good friend. Yeah. But Bella isn't saying, hey, I'm having a hard day or things are getting confusing with Edward. I'm sorry. I'm not able to process it. No. Bella's a terrible friend. Jessica's a great one. And Bella doesn't know how to be in relationship with people. So she's being no, a jerk. she doesn't deserve her. Um, Jessica asks... Hey, has anything happened with Edward? Yes. But Bella describes it as that she challenged her to basically one-up her kiss with Mike Newton. <sighs> and I was like, women are not always fighting. We're not always in competition with each other. Not in the world. That's, listen, Jessica's being a friend. Jess Jessica just had something happen to her that was very exciting. She didn't have to tell you, Bella. She didn't she's, have to tell you because you're not a friend. She's trying to engage with you and be person. a part of your life. And then, you know, she realizes like, okay, like, you're not interested in what I have to say. Oh, let's try this a different way. So Edward, I'll talk right? I'll about you. Yeah, yeah. tell me about something you're obsessed about. And then she's just like, mm. oh my gosh, Charlie's here. And then Jessica's really sweet. And it's like, okay, I'll see you in Trig. Yeah. She's like a really good friend. Can you tell us later? Yeah. A freaking good friend. Love you, Jessica. Um, Bella over dinner breaks the news to Charlie. Fucking finally. Ugh, finally. It was finally. so damn easy. Basically, he gets a little scared for just like literally a split second where he's like, wait, he's like, which one is Edwin? <laughs> and she's like, uh, and she's like the one, the youngest one, like with the red hair or whatever. And I'm like, red hair. Hold on. What? Uh. <laughs> he's a ginger. <laughs> I can't <laughs> take it back. <laughs> the bronzy hair, the smoldering like a fire. Yeah. His eyes glow with the fire of passion. <laughs> Charlie's like oh yeah I know the one uh and so he was like oh okay 
And he was like, I thought you were talking about the, the big, big yeah, brother. He, he's like, he looks way too old to be in high school. And I was like, yeah, correct. Yes, you're right. It's correct. Emmett. It's himbo. He was worried about himbo crushing his poor Bella. <laughs> but then as soon as he figures out it wasn't himbo, he's like, oh, yeah, great. He's also calls her out and he's like, I thought that you said you weren't interested in any of the boys in town. And Bella's like, I'm so clever. Here we go. And she's like, well, he doesn't live in town, baby. Oh! Wow. I can't keep up with you, Bella. You're so smart. Charlie's just... Uh, So then Charlie makes it... Well, so then she's like, I'm going to go out with him and his family to play baseball tonight, and he's going to come pick me up. I wanted you to know. I'm like... (laughs) Edward wanted him to know, but that's fine. (laughs) That's fine. Whatever. We'll let you have it. Yeah, we'll let you have that least, At least you got it out. And Charlie makes a joke about her playing baseball. Like the Mm -hmm. classic joke of like, wow, you really must like him. Yeah. If you're going to play or watch baseball. Right? She says, she says she, and that's a good joke. Like that's a fitting joke. That's a great dad joke. She is always putting herself down and making jokes about herself being clumsy and like, I really must like Edward if I'm to do this or this, this. Yeah. Right? So he makes a, a very fitting joke. She rolls her eyes and it says that she smiled for his benefit. Oh my God. Because she didn't think it was funny. And I was like, <sighs> you don't think anything is funny. She has no sense of humor. Zero she has no humor. personality. No, she's <sighs> terrible. Um, so Edward comes in. My favorite scene so far, honestly, besides the steamy ones in this book. <laughs> Um, Edward comes in, Charlie, like, greets him. Charlie knows his name isn't Edwin. He mm-hmm. calls him Edward. So, so cute. cute. <laughs> it's just such I'm a dad. I know. And then he asks him to come in. Uh, Edward sits on the single chair so that Bella has to sit next to her dad. And they just, like, sit in the living room. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, yeah, Charlie's just like, it's so good to, like, meet you in person. Um, Bella told me you guys are dating and Edward's like, yeah, I promise to keep her safe, you know, and, and tonight we're going to go play baseball. And he's like, excellent. Um, and it's like a really great, very short interaction. Bella literally interrupts it like mid sentence. She's like, okay, that's enough humor on my account. And I'm like, not everything's about you. No, (laughs) they're getting to know each other. They're asking questions about each other. There's been no humor on your account. I know you don't have a sense of humor, but that wasn't a joke. No. So, okay. And she just like starts leaving right like if she wants this to go well she would let them converse and she would have told charlie about everything but like it's like she's self-destructive she's she just like i i want this to be terrible uh, like oh charlie it. said it was fine oh i have to complicate this then yeah <laughs> i'm attracted to complications <laughs> maybe that's her fetish i think it is <laughs> things have to go wrong yeah she, she enjoys it um makes a lot of sense yeah it does uh so basically, as she starts to have them get up and leave, and they're like, she says they're like chuckling together, and like, um, yeah, Edward is, you know, cute and great, and he's like, I'll keep her safe, and I'll have her home at a good hour, and he's like, absolutely. And Charlie at no point does his like, you better, or mm-hmm. I'm watching you, or any of the classic dad stuff that he's- he was entitled to do, because he knows literally nothing about anything in Bella's life but going on. But he's totally cool. He's being the best dad about it. Um, yeah, so they go and the Jeep is out there, okay? The, the Jeep! Jeep! 
So this is Emmett's car. It is tricked out. If you've ever been in the country and known a country family with some money, they will have tricked out every vehicle the same way Emmett tricked out his Jeep. Yes, okay? it's true. I knew many people in high school who had things like this. So it was so easy to picture. It's this souped up Jeep. It's raining outside. It's moody. They're ready to go. And I am loving it. <laughs> then Edward buckles Bella in like a child. <laughs> Actual, like, hey, get in your car seat. <laughs> so it, I guess that the, it's for off-roading and there's all these buckles and it says Bella tried for like two seconds to buckle herself and then she was like, I can't. <laughs> Edward's like, I've got it. And he's just buckling in her in like a baby. Oh, so then weird. he tells her that she smells so good in the rain in a good and bad way. No idea what that means. No, it means he like it like it's sexual, but also like he wants to makes kill her. Him hungry. But why in the rain? What the? Because <laughs> the rain smells good. Yeah, but how would uh, that doesn't make sense to me? How does your blood smell better when it's raining, or your skin, or your pheromones? It doesn't. I mean, scientifically, it does not make sense. No. I just thought it was like oh, because like her hair is getting wet, so it's and like stringy the... and gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining it just probably slicked to her face. <laughs> but I'm just like what it like you know it's like the rain smells good like it's probably like mixing with her smell and i don't know okay okay whatever (laughs) (laughs) i don't believe you (laughs) that's fine (laughs) um they get to the place like as far as they can with their car off-roading um to get to where they're gonna play baseball Mm -hmm. and um she's like oh my gosh we have to like run or like I have to ride on your back basically further and she's like no I'm staying in my car seat basically yeah like like she's literally just like okay I'm not gonna go like you made it that far you're just gonna sit in the jeep the the open jeep getting rained on or something and he's like now (laughs) he was like you're gonna get out of the car and we're gonna go play baseball or like do I need to tamper with your memory and I was like what the hell oh my god oh my god this is awful it's super creepy and I'm like so gross okay I'm like thinking back to like vampire diaries I'm like okay he's gonna compel her to forget her fear or something and I was like still creepy because he's being playful with it and that scares me no tampering with her memory means he's going to like increase the sexual tension he's gonna kiss her all over no, her no, 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 no. he's going to introduce complications Kim. complications he's going to yeah kiss her on her neck and stuff while he has her list the things she's afraid of which I'm like Bella's never gonna let go of anything she's afraid of okay no. she's a mess she hates everything and honestly he's not even able to get her to forget all the things in the Mm -hmm. midst of the tension then he goes in to kiss her and like it's his stone lips as usual which I'm like not attractive whatever cold stone lips and then she's like I don't know why she's like I know I'm not supposed to but she attacks him why does she always literally world's worst kisser oh my she and like and then mouth And he literally, he literally goes, whips her away. He goes, damn it, Bella. <laughs> this is the first and time he actually swears. He's super angry. He's a good Christian boy. And then he goes, damn it, Bella. And she gets on her, like, hands on her knees, like, huffing. And she goes, you're indestructible. <laughs> and he's just super angry at her. She's such a mess. She's 
love that you're in pain and that I ruined everything for you. Um, so, yeah, so then he's like, ugh, and he's, like, annoyed. But, it, you know, that dispels pretty quickly. He, you know, whips her onto his back and, like, runs through the forest. And then they get to the place they're supposed to go. <laughs> this part had me dying. And she just falls off his back straight on the ground in the mud and she goes oof <laughs> what is this book what is <laughs> and she just like it was so funny anyone would have laughed if they had seen it so edward's laughing I don't remember if it was Esme that was standing there, but they're chuckling. And then she and gets she's pissed. Angry, okay? And I know, I know. I so I fit mad. into the category of people who do sometimes get upset <laughs> when I get hurt in front of people. But she literally just like like unlocked her legs and arms and just and then just like let herself fall on her back into the mud. And so she should know that it was really That's funny. That's so funny. But she just Also, if you're trying to make a good impression with your new boyfriend and his family, <laughs> like if that happens to you, you gotta embrace it. You gotta stand you up, gotta you gotta do a bow, you gotta laugh at yourself. You can't just get up and So go, she gets up hmm. she gets up and she's like what the hell and then she's like marching around and she's like she's like and edward's chuckling but he's like i'm sorry like he's like but did you see what just happened that was hilarious and and he's like please like you don't need to be mad like it was funny but we'll move on and she's like oh you're the only one who's allowed to get mad and she's stomping around as if she had never been mad before in this book okay this girl's been mad so many times all the time you read mike newton's mind you read jessica's mind i hate you she's literally mad at everything all the time you brought me a car i hate you it's raining i hate you (laughs) change like my tires i hate you you like my khaki skirt i hate you <laughs> and yet she's <laughs> acting like she's never been mad before. Oh so, my god. Yeah, so then Edward's like <laughs> Edward self-sacrificing baby child. <laughs> Sounds like my husband in this moment. He's like, "Oh no, I'm so sorry." He's like, "I I'm mad at myself when I said, "Damn it, Bella." I was mad at myself. Sure, 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 <laughs> and sure. And he's like, "I you know, I'm not mad at you." for you know being a psycho uh and i honestly did feel like that was obvious like we know edward's mad at himself for who he is he thinks he's a Uh, monster he has some severe just like self like hatred he shouldn't have to explain any of that to her and then he says that he loves her so she's like oh that's the first time he said it everything's fine and then yeah so then uh edward (laughs) that's literally so weird uh alice Alice comes into the bow, picture. Bow, 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 bow. She's dancing. dancing She's moving gracefully. Um, it, Bella says that she moves like a gazelle. Like, like honestly, make out already. She is gay for Alice. And like, honestly, Alice might be gay for Bella. Alice is for sure 100% gay for Bella. You would, you would say so? I would say so. So Alex's ex-Bella is on. Yeah, it has to okay. be. Okay, okay. It has to be. I would agree. Be. I would agree. So, you know, she's described as a gazelle, and then Edward runs away, and, and Bella's like, he's not exactly like a gazelle when he runs. He's like, he's like a cheetah. And like, <laughs> <laughs> Bella, why? Rawr. Uh So Esme walks at a human pace with Bella over mm. to the baseball field and, like, overshares, to be honest, in that situation. She she's she's like, sweet, though. She's just happy to see everyone happy, and yeah. they're playing a, a ball game. 
same and and they're just they're a family unit yeah and she's 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 the mom friend yeah and so she's just keeping them honest she's the referee and she shares that she her first baby her baby died and Mm -hmm. that's why she tried to kill herself that's how she ended up you know meeting carlisle and having him turn her Mm -hmm. um so that's just a little little note like that yeah was shared super Um, sad it is kind of weird that she shares it like right then though yeah it's weird timing but if you've ever had like a mother-in-law or a mother of a significant other who is really kind usually there's oversharing my mother-in-law had all sons so right away it was like all the things that had been pent up for 20 plus years I can, 40 years yeah. came out and I was like oh no I didn't need to know that yeah no I I yeah. totally get okay. that um yeah there was this one time I had a UTI and I was visiting <laughs> My, I was visiting my husband's parents and she asked me what was wrong and I was like oh yeah I, I have a UTI like I just have and I was like I have a bladder infection or like something <laughs> and then she was like oh no and she's like are you sure that's it though or like do you think it's like like do you ever think you're allergic to your husband <laughs> and I was like wait 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 this is the woman who didn't give a sex talk to any one of her four kids and never talks about sex, refers to genitalia as bathroom areas. <laughs> and literally was like, wait, wait, you know how sometimes you think you're allergic to your husband? And I was like, no, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> what does that mean? And then I thought about it later and I immediately ran upstairs and I was like, Jared, I just learned so much about your mom (laughs) so actually (laughs) so actually that's not the worst thing that you could tell someone (laughs) I'm gonna have a stroke Uh, I'm gonna throw up Uh, I'm sorry (laughs) no when you said that you were like yeah if you ever had a mother-in-law overshare I was like oh yeah you're right (laughs) I've <laughs> been there. Oh, uh, my gosh. Okay. Sorry for those of you who have not had any experience like that. You've just went through a couple minutes of us sharing. <laughs> for those of you who have, I, I hope just, that gave you a good laugh. I've given you enough <laughs> to to experience for life. <laughs> I'm sorry. This has gone really far off the rails. I've had a weird day. <laughs> I'm going to actually throw up. I'm sorry. Esme overshares. <laughs> so Esme overshares. And uh, uh, so Alice is like, oh, oh my gosh. And everyone's like, Alice, what's good? She's like, I didn't know. And then the visitors have arrived. They heard them playing the baseball game. Oh, oh yeah, in the baseball. The vampires. We figure out why they oh, need thunder. Yes, I, I was intentionally skipping the baseball game. I found it uninteresting it was pretty boring I'm the not movie gonna lie to is only interesting because Muse of the playing. music yeah because super massive black hole, black hole is yeah. playing and it's like yeah oh sean learned to play that the other day because <gasps> he was just feeling the vibes from oh, me reading this chapter yes um but yeah so that's the only reason why that scene is any good in the movie really mm-hmm. i don't want to watch people play baseball even vampires but yeah when they hit the ball it sounds just as loud as thunder 
and mm-hmm. so the thunderstorm was covering it. There you go. Yep. Uh, uh, baseball I'm- game happens, <laughs> and then Alice is like, oh, shoot, I didn't know, but they heard us playing the game, and so the vampires who are coming to visit are coming to us, mm-hmm. Frick, and mm-hmm. that's the end of chapter 17. Chapter 18, they've arrived. The hunt, they've arrived. Yeah, so Alice, that's so Ravens. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Laurent, James, and Victoria show up. Yes. And um, and so the Cullens are kind of like, uh, what do we do? Edward's like, okay, what do we have time to go? And Alice is like, no, they're they're here. Like it's it's gonna happen. So he's like, okay. So Edward just switches place with places with Esme. Yep, he's chilling. To with go Bella. stand by Bella. And then um, They keep playing. They yeah, they keep playing because there's like there's nothing we can do at this point. Right. So Laurent, James, and Victoria show up. Right. Uh, three new vampires. They've just kind of been coming through the area. Ooh, I have and, a note. Yeah. The first impressions. So Bella describes them wearing the typical backpacker gear. Mm-hmm. Jeans and button-down shirts and barefoot. <laughs> I Bella! <laughs> Bella's never been outside. She's you. She's never been outside. There's no way. Um, yeah. Uh, Immediately, so, uh, all three of them are described like as with a cat-like gait. Like they yeah. are all walking, and I'm imagining them all on all fours, just so you know. <laughs> like that's just cr- yeah, they're just crawling across the field, and maybe vamp speed what crawling. Up? But that's that's what I imagine. Oh my god! Don't put <laughs> so that scary. image in my head. That's so scary. Can you imagine like people, grown ass people, but like crawling <laughs> at a fast speed? That's the stuff of horror movies. This is why I would write a better vampire novel. Um, yeah, you probably would. So, so they show yeah. up. And then the the woman, so Victoria, mm-hmm. is described in detail looking like a feline mm-hmm. or like being cat-like. Yeah, with this and like the, flowing red yeah, hair. The men have been given description of their muscles, their skin tone, their eyes, their hair. We only know that her hair is red mm-hmm. and that she acts like a cat. I'm like, yeah. what does that mean? me yeah we not a lot of attention is placed on victoria right um it's mostly placed on laurent who's kind of presenting as like the leader yes and a little bit of james um oh and they all have red eyes which is yeah which is an indication that they um feed on humans um so the only reason why the cullen's eyes are gold is because they drink the blood of animals and then yeah so they have red eyes Meaning they, they eat humans. So they show up. Yes. It's actually kind of cute because they show up. Like if you, I mean, it's like scary, but like <laughs> it's kind of cute because they come up and they're just kind of like, hey, like, do you have time for like one more round? Like it's, yeah, like, it's like they're just this, showing up in a park. Right. They're just like this coven <laughs> of vampires coming through and they're like, oh, hey, more vampires. They're playing baseball. Like yeah. we should chill. Let's play with them. Carlisle's doing an amazing job. He, yeah, he does. He's immediately like, okay, well, like we were just leaving, but if you want, like you can come over later. Like we have a permanent residence over here. Um, we'd really appreciate it if you don't hunt. Um, and then they take that as like, Oh, okay, no, like we won't we won't mess this up for you. Like yeah. we won't expose you. No, we'll we're hunt good. Somewhere else. Yeah. Um then so it's, you know, situation tension is like dissipating. And then the wind catches. Wind! No! <laughs> so I have a question. <laughs> if the wind like indicated to them that Bella was a human, yes. like, could they not smell her before? 
Um, I don't know. I feel like there would have been wind. It's a thunderstorm. Right. So, like, even when they were at the edge of the forest, shouldn't they have been able to smell her? Right. And if they're the world's best predators, you would think they would already have known whatever. I don't know. But, yeah, it is scary, that paragraph in the book. It's one of my most favorite, actually, so far, because it says all in one moment these three things happened. Yeah. So, basically, wind catches her (sighs) hair. James catches her scent. Edward um, Edward stiffens up. James immediately goes, he's like, I'm hangry. I want a snack now. All fours. He, yeah, gets on all fours, ready to lunge. Edward's like, hell nah. Like, between Bella. Yeah. It's like, it, it goes from, like, cute to tense like yeah. that. Edward also gets on all fours. Which he is interesting. He becomes super feral. <clears throat> she says that his lips curled back, which mm-hmm. is super scary. And then he's, like, snarling. Yeah. Here we see it's, like, Oh, he's a vampire. Yeah. And and we're not just it's like, okay, yeah, he's a vampire, but like we learn what that means. Right. Like Bella's when they're scared. aggressive. Yeah. She's scared. Again, these chapters, she's scared for the first time. Mm-hmm. In these chapters. Yeah. Cause she's like figuring out like, oh, this isn't this isn't a joke. It's like like <laughs> I'm reading this and I'm like, did you think this was a fucking game? <laughs> like where did you think you were? I mean, I know we're at a baseball game. But still, like, you're literally, like, they are monsters at the end of the day. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's tense. It's super tense. And they're like, okay, we we have to go. And so Carlisle helps dissipate the situation. He's like, whoa. He's like, she's with us. Um, You you got to go. Um, and Laurent's like, we'll still come over to your house. We- yeah, we're still coming over for chicken nuggies, right? <laughs> like, okay. Um, yeah, so it, it kind of dissipates, um, and Edward, Alice, and Himbo take Bella (laughs) back to the Jeep, (laughs) and, um, they, like, yeah, very quickly move her back. I thought it was actually kind of sweet in this moment, because this is the first time that, um, Bella interacts with Emmett at all, Mm. and it is kind of sweet because he's very, like, protective, um, yeah. And, like, nonchalant, but not in, like, a weird way. Just, like, a... Yeah. He's he's, just a genuine person. Yeah, and he's, he's like... He's just, like, don't worry, Bella. He's, like, they've got nothing on us. Like, look at the size of me. Like, you're gonna be safe. It's gonna be fine. Yeah. Um, and... Bella um, throws a fit. She throws the biggest fit. She starts, like... Screaming. She's hysterical. She's... There's a quote, Damn it, Edward! Where are you taking me? She just over yeah. and over again, Because they just screaming. start driving. They just book it. And she's in the, the baby seat, the child seat. Yeah, and she's literally, like, in. faffing with she's it, trying screaming. to get out. Literally like a toddler. And it's like, you have to go. You have to get out. They're they want to kill you. your life. Does and it matter where they're out. taking you? Yeah, no. Ooh. And, yeah, so Bella is not okay. Edward is not okay. No, He my is gosh. a ball of stress and intensity. Mm. Um, and he is just, like, he is not, he's freaking out. And he gets very, I swear he's got to be an Enneagram 1. Mm. Because this is, like, he's the, like, this. he's just so, he's not listening to anyone. He's, like, guys bella's gonna die i have to protect bella like we're we're fucking going we're gonna get as far away as possible yeah and he's just like we're like and everyone's like hold on like can we talk about it can we talk about it can we talk about it no i can't do that i can't do that i can't do that like he's like no 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 yeah he's like no you're wrong i'm right i'm doing this because this is the right thing to do or bella's gonna die and then i'm gonna die like yeah it's yeah he's not okay um he's very mean to his family 
He's just, like, not listening. He's uncompromising. Um, yeah, he just, he's not thinking. He's not okay. And then Bella finally is just kind of like, well, no, I have to make sure my dad is safe. And thank God for thinking of Charlie for once finally. in your life. You're finally thinking about and, Charlie. And genuinely, I at first I was like, well, they've thought of that. But they actually hadn't because they're not yeah. used to having humans around. So this was actually very important that she remembered Charlie. Because yeah. instantly they were all like, holy crap, yes. And even Edward was like, yes, that's true. But Edward could not stop to think about how to make that happen. Yeah. Alice and Emmett and Bella were actually trying to problem solve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Edward is just like one track mind. Like, I, we gotta go. I gotta save you. It is my fault that yeah. you're in this situation and I feel terrible and I gotta get you out. But she's like, wait, no. She's like, okay, they'll follow my scent back to Charlie's house and Charlie's gonna be there and he's gonna get caught in the wake. I can't let anything happen to my dad. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, yes, correct. Thank you. And then, so they basically, they, I actually got annoyed with this part in the book because I'm like, they're spending a very long time trying to come up with a plan that isn't even a plan. Yeah. Like, basically, they're just kind of like, okay, we got to get to Charlie's house so that you can... Pack. Uh, yeah, pack, but also you can show that you, like... Edward did not make you disappear. Mm. Like, you disappeared of your own accord so that the FBI is not going to be after the Cullens. Mm. And right. um, we're going to lead... And how we're going to do that, like, the other Cullens are going to lead James, Victoria, and Laurent away. Mm-hmm. And we're going to buy you some time. And then we're going to come back to the house and we're going to, like, just figure it out from yeah. there. Yeah. And then Edward's finally, like... Like, okay, like, you're right. That makes sense. We have to do that. He's still being super rigid. Yeah. He's being, you're right, a type one where he's like, okay, fine, but, like, you have 15 minutes. You have 15 minutes from the time the door opens. Do you hear me? Like, you will do this precisely or else I'm out. Like, yeah. And this is me to a T. I'm a one. (laughs) So when he was doing this, I was like, oh, this is one in business mode. This is when we got to get shit done. This is what's happening here. Um, yeah, and so Bella actually is the one who contributes the key sort of pieces to this plan. Mm-hmm. Everyone problem solves it too. But like, I don't even want to, I didn't even want to say those words that I just said. Mm. Because I don't want to give her the credit of coming up with a plan. She's it's so also, terrible. Let's be honest though, it is unrealistic that all of these people who've been alive for centuries, these super intelligent vampires don't have the brains to come up like to think of all those pieces of it she should also have been in so much shock that she shouldn't have been able to do that she should have been shocked and like not able to function fully like why is she the one that's coming up with the it doesn't make sense it's It's interesting there is a sexist kind of moment there where Mm. bella comes up with a plan and emmett's like that's a great idea and literally it says she's like his response was definitely an insult yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> he literally was just saying it was a good idea because a thousand ideas had been thrown out and no one's validating them. And he just tried to validate your idea. <laughs> and literally she insinuates that like Emmett, like a stereotypical man, would never think that a woman had a good idea. She's taking offense even in the midst of this moment. <laughs> just wanted to point that out. She's still a garbage person. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I guess um, we didn't say, like, why are they freaking out? James is a tracker. Oh, is, do we find this out yeah, at this point? Yeah, Or do we, we do. find it out when Laura, 
No. I mean, oh, because Edward read their mind. Edward read his mind. Edward yes. read his mind, found out James is a tracker. What do we know about trackers? It's basically just someone that, like, likes the thrill of the hunt for sport. Yeah. Would have been one of those assholes who, like, if had a lot of money as a human, would, like, actually have an island for hunting people. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, so that gross. type of thing. Absolutely. Like, the most dangerous game. Absolutely. Yes. And, yeah, so we'll find out a little bit more about James later mm-hmm. from Laurent. Um, but yeah, we know that much. And that's already super scary to me. I'm like... It's oh, very scary. Super scared. They keep referring also to Victoria as the female already at this point. Yeah. Why? Because they Strange. say James's name. They, they say, say Laurent's, Laurent's name, name. And they say the female. And James hasn't had any lines yet. And neither no. has Victoria. Didn't and he say you brought a snack? Or was that just No, that was movie? Laurent. Laurent oh, that was, said that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Laurent thought... That she was a snack initially, and they're like, "No, mm-hmm. she's with us. She's a human. She's part of our family." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they're not saying her name. Say her name. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not saying her name, and I will keep bringing that up. Yeah. Throughout the next two chapters. Yeah, that is. I appreciate you very much because that is right. What happens in chapter oh. nineteen? Chapter nineteen. I gave it a title. It's like the literally the saddest moment ever. I can't take this. So. We've got a classic White Fang situation happening here. For those mm-hmm. of you who don't know, the book White Fang, there's a boy who has a pet wolf, mm-hmm. and he, in order to keep it safe, basically makes it leave by, like, throwing things at it and screaming at him to go on and get out. You've seen it in a ton of movies. You've seen it in a ton of shows. Even in New Girl, it happens. <laughs> um, we have no affiliation with New Girl, by the way. Like, we're not, I we're just, not being I just supported. Love, but I we just love, love it. it. Um, but, like, you see it all over the place in media. But Bella goes into the house and White Fangs Charlie. She goes in. She pretends to be crying. I mean, and really, it is genius what she's doing. But it's awful to read and it's awful to watch in the movie, too. She takes it really far. She takes it too far. So she starts with, like, she's crying because she's actually really overwhelmed. But she uses that. And she's crying. And she comes in the house shouting. And she's just like, go away, Edward. And Edward isn't in the house. It's just her. And she's like, go away, Edward. And, um... Her dad's like, did he hurt you? Like, he's chasing her around the house. And she's like, no. She's like, I broke up with him. Um, and so she's in her room. She locked the door. And Edward is, like, like in the room with her, like, throwing things silently into her bag. Picking up while her she's pretending shit to, off the floor. <laughs> while she's pretending to, like, you know, cry and be upset. And, you know, she's like, I should have never, like, laid down any roots here. This is a mess. Like, I don't want to stay in this disgusting town. Um... And Charlie is, like, super scared. And he's like, please let me in. Like, I want to help. And he's he's being so attentive. Um, and he's, like, really sad. And uh, and basically she gets back to the door. And he, like, kind of grabs her and is like, please. And he's not wanting to let her go. It's, like, it's nighttime. It's raining. It's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And she's obviously, and he like. also, he just got her back. Right. He hasn't had her her whole life. Right. And she just moved here. And things were starting to go great. Yeah. And he has responsibility for her, too. He has to answer to Renee. Yeah. About where she is. Yeah. Um, and. So she decides to use the line, like, to say the same thing that her mom said when her mom stormed out of the house and they left him. And, um... Not okay. I can't remember. It's basically, yeah, like, this was a huge mistake. 
I can't stand forks. I'm leaving. And she like says it to him and he like lets go of her because it's super traumatizing for him. And then she leaves and she's devastated, rightfully so. Like I appreciate she is feeling horrible about this. She's weeping while she's trying to drive away. Edward takes over the car driving um, and she's just like super shook up. And I appreciate that that's actually a very human experience she's having in that Mm -hmm. moment. Um, But it is, it's the worst. It's it's, it's devastating. so terrible. Like, Charlie deserves every good thing in the world. And yeah. that's just, I hate stuff like that. Like, I, I hate, there are some things, like, some words that you say that you can't take back. Right. You can spend your whole life making up for them. But right. if you say some things, it's like, yeah, you know it's going to cut a person a certain way. And it you're never... You're you're never going to get that back. Yeah, and she does ask Edward. She's like, am I ever going to be able to get back to my relationship with my dad? And he tries to reassure her that, you know, she will. But you're right. And using that line that her mom did is really hurtful. Even if she comes back and she still doesn't tell him that Edward's a vampire or anything, like, that's still going to leave lasting damage, especially if she doesn't tell him the actual situation. Yeah. Like... For you to say something like that yeah. is really hurtful. It's so not okay. They're driving. Um, they're still not using Victoria's name. They continue to mm. say the female like an animal, um, even though she's the same as them <clears throat> in a lot of ways. They get to Edward's house, and um, they come inside because it's like everyone's meeting up. This is the rendezvous point. Um, we're about to disperse into our plan and they mm-hmm. talk, they're talking to Laurent who's there just like chilling mm-hmm. and he's like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. It's happening. The hunt is on. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, he's explaining that James is unlike any vampire he's ever seen. Mm-hmm. And that he kind of reveals like he's not, he's not the James leader. is the leader. Laurent's so it was the- a total show. Like yeah. when they showed up, Laurent walking out at, in a dominant stance in front of the two of the other vampires was a show. Um, James is the leader of the coven, and Laurent came to join him because he'd heard about how evil, basically, James was. Mm-hmm. Um, and James, he can't, he's a tracker, and he can't stop. So, um, basically, uh, they challenged James by defending Bella, and mm-hmm. it's the most euphoric thing he could possibly have handed to him chasing down chasing down bella um knowing that there's a whole family of vampires trying to stop him Mm -hmm. so he's super james is super excited um victoria we don't know where she is but we're assuming laurent was like they're kind of together so she's gonna support him and laurent is basically like hey are you sure she's worth it he actually asks that question a real question for the like that the colon should really consider mm-hmm. Bella's one human life and yes it would make Edward like it would devastate Edward he would never be able to like get over it he would probably like find some way to get himself killed because it would be too much for him to not have her but at the same time for the whole family mm-hmm. to believe that Bella's worth it already after one day mm-hmm. of interacting with her is a lot. Yeah. That's a lot yeah. of trust they're putting in Edward and a lot of value they're putting in his emotions and his life. It's pretty huge because, yeah, yeah. They're, they are all just accepting the danger. Yeah. Like, except for Rosalie. And I will talk about that <laughs> in a second. Which, fair. Totally fair. Yeah. 
Yeah. Totally understand. <laughs> um, but yeah, Rosalie, basically they're like, there's a lot of pieces to this plan. And I'm not going to get into all of them because it's honestly kind of confusing to recount. But um, they want Rosalie to switch clothes with Bella. <laughs> and she's like, hell no, yeah. I'm not wearing this bitch's floor clothes. Literally. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Rosalie finally tells us what she's thinking. <laughs> finally. And she's literally like, Bella is nothing to me. I'm not needing to risk my life literally as bait for this human bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, absolutely not. And Bella is unreasonably hurt by these lines. Honestly, Bella knew that Rosalie hated her, knew that Rosalie didn't think her life was worth anything, knew that this was putting, that Rosalie believes this is putting them all in a ton of danger, which... It Obviously is. it is. So Bella shouldn't be as hurt. And it said that like, she had like a physical reaction to Rosalie's words. And I was like, this isn't a surprise. But yeah. I guess you thought you were the real shit. So whatever. Yeah, like sure, that's hurtful. But like also like, like get it. Like understand. Where they're coming from. Right. Everyone should be telling you these honestly mean things about you. Yeah. No one should actually like... It's not reasonable to expect that all the Cullens are going to think you're worth their entire family's life. No, you just met them and didn't even really make too much of an effort with them already. (laughs) No, they just wanted to run the house. (laughs) Right, and now you're already just kind of like, okay, yeah, like, risk your life for me. Yeah, it's weird. It's very weird. So (laughs) Esme ends up being like, I'll be the one to swap clothes with her. They go upstairs. Uh, into the dark. I don't think it's an actual room. I think it's like a closet that they go into. (laughs) And And I was like, but why are we seeing any of this? This is unnecessary. Esme basically just pulls off all her clothes. And pulls off Bella's clothes. She literally... Am I the only one who wished desperately this was Alice? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I would have been fine with that. More than fine with that. (laughs) It would have made a lot more sense it's super weird no one wants this experience nobody is hoping for this memory with their mother-in-law mother-in-law or the mother of their boyfriend (laughs) so it's like in the dark and yeah esme pulls bella's shirt off because bella's like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) so really weird an unnecessary scene only would have been good if Alice had been in the scene mm-hmm. then would have fit into our gay for Alice. <laughs> but, but, but what happens okay. immediately after this is, um, Alice come, I can't remember exactly why. I don't remember why, but then after this, Alice comes up and like holds her arms out to Bella and is like, may I? And Bella's like, yeah, thanks. You're the first person to ask my permission. <laughs> picks her up. <laughs> yeah, like everyone just picks her up and like takes her clothes off without asking. <laughs> and then here comes Alice, and you know what Alice is thinking? Like, Consent. I know how to get in with this bitch. May I? <laughs> Alice is laying the groundwork. So um, Alice would have been a lot healthier for Bella, probably. Than oh yeah, would. I would say so. Oh, I would definitely say so. Mm-hmm. Um. So, they go into the garages. Tons of fancy cars. Everyone's getting in cars. They're going to go every which way, trying Once to distract again, all the vans. Cars. <laughs> and uh, too much Eddie in this moment. Oh, Edward wow. is scary. And it's, like, not a fitting goodbye. So, this is honestly one of my misses. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, okay, we're going to say goodbye to Edward. It's going to be emotional. Here we go. No. So, Edward is described as using an iron grip, like, pushing mm-hmm. her up, like, onto the car 
and then like Weird. crushing her to him. Literally, these are words being used. And then it says like he's not paying attention to his family as they're watching, which I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I don't know your family. I'm not kissing you in front of them. I just don't need this right now. And then he lifts her off the floor and deadpan face kisses her with his little stone lips and then puts her back down and then it says his eyes went dead and then he just like walked away. And I was like, this is a horrible scene. Poor boy is not okay. Hate it. He is not okay. No. And I... And she's like, oh my gosh, so I gross. love him so much. I miss him. And I'm like, no, he's really weird. We've been weird. together for two days. He's being so weird. So everyone room leaves. Mm-hmm. Jasper and Alice are left with Bella. They're mm-hmm. going to be taking her far away. Yep. Um, Jasper's super nice to her. And he's like, hey, I can sense what you're feeling. He was like, you are so worth it. And I was like, I need to take this quote and like make art of it. You're this so worth it. Jasper man. Jasper. Jasper. So I I shed a little tear there. I was like, I that is that so Jasper. sweet. Honestly, this was a great chapter for the Cullen men, except for Edward. <laughs> Poor Eddie. He's he's the Cullen boy. <laughs> it was a great chapter for like Emmett being super protective and Jasper, Jasper. like he and Carlisle. You've spoken what two words to Bella at literally. this point and literally just to be like you are worth this. It's so, so sweet. And then so gay for Alice again. Just- oh my God. <laughs> so gay for Alice. Okay, chapter 20. Yes. Well, yeah, we got a little gay for Alice at the end there at the chapter. I think it's like some hand holding or something. I didn't know. Oh, I just they- wrote yeah, gay yeah, for yeah, Alice. Yeah, yeah. So, so chapter 20. Yeah, Here we go. Chapter 20. Chapter 20. Yes. Okay. So yeah, gay for Alice. Basically, <laughs> Bella rides in the back seat with Alice while Jasper is driving. Hell There's yeah. definitely hand holding and Bella ends up falling asleep um, against Alice's shoulder. Ooh, and she describes it in detail. Yeah. She describes how she smells. <laughs> because, of course, she fucking does. Um, and so, yeah, chapter 20 is called Impatience, which is exactly how I feel reading the last bits of this book. Because I feel like, especially this chapter, it was just, like, painful for me to get through. But, yeah, so Bella wakes up in a hotel um, and doesn't remember where she is, but she does remember cuddling Alice. Falling asleep on her chest, her wet shirt. She describes Alice's wet shirt from Bella's <laughs> tears. And so I was like, emo. What? <laughs> I was like, okay, we're all right, cool. Um, basically they, they're just holed up in a, in a hotel in Arizona for a while and they're waiting on... The other Cullens, to, who are leading James in the opposite direction, they're waiting for a signal for them, so that way, um, eventually, Edward can come back, get Bella, and then they can head somewhere else and make the next move. So, Jasper and Alice are being so nice and accommodating. They're basically just chilling in a hotel. They're, like, ordering room service for her. Um, it honestly sounds like my dream vacation, because like- <laughs> they're just, like, in a hotel, getting her room service. There's a TV. She's sleeping. Yeah. Like at weird hours, just whenever she wants, she just starts to sleep. And then she's got um, Alice who can see the future. So like, I would feel super safe because it's like, all right, any, basically the way her visions work is like anytime a decision is made, she can see the potential outcome based on that person's decision. Yeah. And then 
Jasper, who's literally, yeah, like... He's changing the atmosphere of the space. He's literally Zoloft. He, like, he can change, he can make you fall asleep. He can make you feel happy. Like, he can just ease the whole tension. I would want to be able to go, like, hey, Jasper, babe, like... Let's just be sad right now. And then he'd just like make us sad. And I would just sit there crying, looking at the rain. I'm so emo. No, that's not. But like, sometimes you need to cry. Yes. Sometimes you need to just be like, I want to sit and look out this window. And like, if you could make me cry, I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jasper, I would love to hang out with Jasper. The um, two of them. Maybe, like, some sort of weird common law marriage with the three of them <laughs> was ideal. I mean, hey, weirder things have happened. True. Um, look at Joe Exotic. <laughs> <laughs> um, also no affiliation with Joe Exotic. No. Um, but if you want to pay me, you can. Um, <laughs> don't make me pay you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, they're waiting on Edward to call with updates. Um, phone's not ringing. Bella's becoming super anxious. Mm. And then, um, Alice and Bella have another, like, moment where they're talking and, like um, laying in bed. Laying in bed together <laughs> and... Uh, Bella has a moment where she's like, this is, like, really, like, strange, because I remember when I first met Alice, she said, we're going to be great friends, and now it's like, I, I can, I already feel like she's, like, my closest friend, Mm. um, and so she's talking, and eventually they reach the subject of, like, how do you become a vampire? Which is like, Bella, my god, (laughs) but why? She's so morbid. She's like, I really want to (laughs) know... Please tell me the worst thing ever that happened to Edward. Describe it in detail. Yeah, like tell me. I must know. But yeah, and I and I think, it anyway. So and Alice is like, well, you know, Edward would not want you to know, mm. um, because Edward doesn't. He, Edward wants to do everything to protect you. He doesn't agree with like what we are, and he doesn't think that you should know. should know or be like us and like mm. he knows if that idea gets in her brain she's just gonna want to another option like harming myself to get edward to come back to me right she's put All it in her little stuff. nasty back pocket of her inescapable jeans <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so so alice basically tells bella like okay well um basically what happens is like if if you get bitten and um vampires have venom so if the venom gets into your system and if the vampire doesn't kill you um which almost always happens if you get bitten by a vampire you get killed Mm. um but if you know if you just get bitten the venom gets into your system it's excruciating pain for days Mm. as it works its way through your system and then your heart eventually stops beating and then you're one of us yeah um, Which is different than a lot of other vampire lore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's very different. Um, yeah. And so Bella's just kind of like, hmm, intriguing. Yes. Um, yeah. So then Alice sees James's decision um, change. Wait. Also, Alice describes why um, it's dangerous for a vampire to try to change someone. Yeah, because basically once you, like, if you bite someone, it, like, starts, like, like a shark, like a feeding <laughs> frenzy, and, like, you can't stop. That's why, yeah, it's, like, it's rare for people to get bitten by a vampire and survive it, because usually you would just be, like, sucked dry and, like, yeah. killed and not make it. That's why Carlisle is such a big deal. Yeah, because he's able to actually change people 
let the venom spread and let it take its course. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Alice. Yes. So sees uh, James's decision change and she's like, okay, I, I see where he's going to go. And Jasper and Alice have major synergy in that moment. They like do, Jasper yeah. is asking her all the questions that he always asks her when she has a vision. It's mm-hmm. beautiful, honestly. Yeah, they're good partners. They are. It's pretty sweet. And then, yeah, eventually she um, she draws what she sees. And Bella looks at it and she's like, oh, that's my ballet studio. They're like, wait, you know this place? And she's like, yeah, this is where I took dance lessons as a kid. And they're like, oh, okay, great. And then... And Bella's like, I don't really know if that's it. I think all ballet studios probably look the same. And I was like, no, no, they don't. If you recognize it right away, it's not. And this situation involves you. And it's also here where you are. Yeah, it's in Arizona. And she's like, but I don't know. And then Jasper like takes her at her word. And it's kind of like, well, yeah, maybe it's not. And it's like, literally so dumb. (laughs) Like, why are they so dumb they're trusting her way too much she knows zero she things she knows nothing yeah absolutely stupid so yeah and then um bella ends up calling her her mom mm-hmm. um which is wise um k- yeah kind of but also like like i get that you know it's calling from that number like it doesn't indicate where she is yeah and like the thought is just like okay let me tell my mom not to freak out that yeah. way it's like covering my tracks and my bases and everything but like also mm. it's you're in a situation you're hiding out like don't call your home where your mom like where you grew up and where your mom is because that just like ties everything back to that that's true it shows also valuing of your mom like she could be used as a pawn if someone heard it becomes important frick i i had a totally different note there i was like she's actually doing the right thing she didn't say where she was she didn't say that she was in arizona or phoenix she didn't say that something was wrong or that she was in any danger. She just told her mom to contact her, like, right when she got the message. She really wanted to talk to her and that she wasn't supposed to go anywhere. So I was like, oh, that's the right call. I totally forgot about that point. <laughs> it was not a good decision. Uh, oh, also, Edward called Oh, yeah, and they have a really intense conversation. To say, basically, like, James changed course. They, they, don't know they where lost he went. him. They lost him. Yeah. Which is freaking scary. And <laughs> and then Edward, you know, is like, hey, I miss you and I love you. And and he was like, it feels like half of myself is missing, which I'm like, that's intense. But okay. <laughs> that's a bit much. <laughs> that's a bit much, Eddie. <laughs> and she's like, well, come and get it then. And I'm like, what? What a flirt. <laughs> there's, a, there's a plan in place. Like, my left side of my brain was like, no. I'm literally in the middle of saving your life. I'm, I'm step following the steps for the plan. I'm not gonna come and get it. What? The, who the hell do you think you are? I was like so, so upset strange. for Edward for some reason. I was like, now is not the time, Bella. Like, please. Oh, uh, she just can't help it, can she? Super random. Also, they stopped they, again. Not using Victoria's name. Victoria's name mm. still hasn't been uttered by anyone except for Laurent in the first moment of meeting her. Mm-hmm. Still the female or the woman. No capitalized anything. James has a name. Laurent has a name. She doesn't have a name to them. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And, oh my goodness, I do have some notes about the gay for Alice. Yes, this tell is more, me everything. Uh, more citation of 
So is this where you start to see it? So context, you're borrowing my copy yes. of the book. Is this where you're starting to see all my notes? <laughs> so many slashes through things and question marks and circling. Yes, your notes have arrived at this point and I'm cracking up about them. Um, so more proof for gay for Alice. Yeah, so falling asleep on Alice on the, the ride, describing her wet shirt from her tears. It's not a good enough um, reason to use the word wet. No, right? I was like, wet shirt, whoa. And then it's like, from my tears. And I was like, uh, this, like uh, she what, she was recounting trying to remember you know what had happened before she woke up in the hotel she remembered alice's arms around her she remembers holding alice's hand to walk into the hotel then like we see alice holding her hands a bunch of times after that throughout the hotel scenes alice touches her face to like wake her up or like when she's comforting her yeah there's a point where yeah, Alice touches her face to wake her up, and she Bella says that she's like so happy to see those splendid wise eyes. Mm-hmm. And Alice carries Bella to bed. The, yep. so the last sentences of chapter twenty is Alice carrying Bella to bed, and she fell asleep before her pillow or head hit the pillow. Yeah, honestly, there's more intimacy described between. <laughs> Alice and Bella in like one chapter than frankly there is with Bella and chapters. Edward in 20 chapters. That's such a good point. There's Most of the time so... he's like, stay away from me. I'm a monster. <laughs> Alice is like, yeah, I know you into it though. Yeah. <laughs> Alice is like, <laughs> never mind. I'm not going to say that. No, okay. it's yeah. Yeah. So this brings us to recurrences. Recurrences. Go. I've got a fire. bunch of them. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, I'll start, I guess. Okay. Edward smiles, chuckles, mumbles, smirks. <laughs> it never ends. Um, face touching also Ed- never ends. Edward's smile is wicked for some reason. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that's scary. <laughs> wicked. I don't like that. Fine. Um, sleeping in odd places. <laughs> uh, Edward is a stone statue. Yeah. Um, fainting. Bella tells Edward she isn't scared of him. <laughs> <laughs> um, Things roaring to life. We get many <laughs> roars to life. So many roars this time. Uh-huh. Um, Bella realizes she should be scared, but isn't. Yep. Oh, except for now she is. Yep. So that's uh, growls. Vamps are wild animals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Victoria is not named. She's the female or the woman. Yeah. yeah. Um, Alice dances. Yes. Bella is gay for Alice. Yes. Emmett is described as an animal. Yes. Endless plans. <laughs> so many plans so in many these chapters. Plans. Uh, Edward says, I can't do that. <laughs> Chapter 20, it happens like literally 50 times. Um, and then also feline imagery. Mm-hmm. Is very strong in these chapters. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, like Edward's um, uh, like stubbornness and like intensity, like intensifying things like more than they <laughs> Edward intensifies. Edward intensifies. Yes. Okay, Aubrey, share oh this your hits from this chapter. My hits are Alice and Bella's fire chemistry. Alice X Bella. <laughs> it's a Alice thing. X it's gotta Bella. happen. Um, Esme being, um, you know, very like maternal and, and nurturing and, and sweet and you know, other changing, things. changing in a closet with, you know, 
you son's mean, girlfriend. You mean every mother-in-law doesn't do that? That's not normal? No, it's not normal to be naked with your mother-in-law. Okay, That's great. Fine. Thanks. Good to know. Um, uh, Carlisle being um, a very heroic and interesting character, like more interesting than most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, that Jeep. That's that a, Jeep, though. That's a hit. That's a hit. Um, himbo being a comfort to Bella. Mm. Or just, just being big, like himbo big brother energy it's really sweet yeah um charlie being supportive and not at all weird um Mm -hmm. and and bella making it weird um (laughs) billy's gag reflex (laughs) i like when he actually like when edward does that thing on her neck and like he actually like gags like wonderful (laughs) wonderful and then um jasper's uh, mood powers that's Mm. such a hit so wonderful so good to see that in action love it um my hits were edward meets charlie scene is my favorite Mm. scene Mm -hmm. um it's amazing i don't even know if we get it in the movie and if i i guess i'll comment on it when we watch the movie Mm -hmm. but if it's not in the movie you know i'm gonna rage about that (laughs) Because it's, it's important. So good. It's so important. Yes. Um. I really felt like the tension written into all the scenes related to getting Bella to safety was mm-hmm. really well written. Like I was on the edge of my seat. I was sweating buckets. Like I was nervous. And I'd freaking seen the movie. <laughs> and I also knew there were a bunch of books after this. She's going to make it out fine. But it, the Intense. tension was writ- really well written. Um, Jasper's character we just learn so much more. We just see him in action more um, mm-hmm. and his care for Bella. And I'm starting to develop a side crush. Mm-hmm. Um, Alice and all that she is is just a huge hit for me. Yeah. She's incredible. Gay for Alice. For sure. Everyone for sure. should be. Yeah. What were your misses? My misses were Bella's hurtful words to Charlie. Mm. I can't take that. It makes me so sad. It makes me cry every time because I... <sighs> You just know people in your life like Charlie and you just know, it just, it, I don't know what it is. It, it's like that particular type of like hurt that like whenever that happens in media of any type, it just like, it kills me. Yeah. I just, I absolutely hate it. Um, and okay, this, this is going to sound like terrible, but like, I remember reading like really from chapter 20 onward I remember just feeling really like, okay, just get on with it. Like, mm. I feel like the impatience chapter is, ju- <laughs> I'm really just like, it's just boring from here. Like, I yeah. feel like I'm just waiting in this hotel room, but like not in a good way. Mm. I just feel like I would agree. the whole tone of the book completely changed, mm. which is good, but then it wasn't handled well because it's like, okay, we finally got some action. We finally got some adrenaline and then it just stopped stops and our our main character isn't in any of the action yeah she's just waiting as kind of bait yeah action is happening around and we don't get to see any of that we literally get the point the most boring point of view Mm -hmm. that we could possibly get from what could be a cool situation and that just like bums me out because it is very boring yeah yeah um my misses were Edward's behavior around Billy Black, I just, it's not attractive. It's not He good. becomes really, like, feral, honestly, and, like, scary and just super possessive and weird. I would just be, that would be a real turn off for me, it's, being in that situation. Yeah. I'd be like, look, I get it. Okay, like, yes, Billy poses a threat, but, like, it's fine. 
just chill out and leave already. Um, and then Edward's nice. goodbye in the garage was just like a huge miss That's to me. That's a real miss. It was totally mishandled, super creepy and weird. It's um, really weird. But that being said, my episode MVP is the meet the parents scene. Mm-hmm. I just loved it. That mm-hmm. brought me life this time. Mm-hmm. It's a good family. It's a good family to meet. Um, yeah, my MVP, it has to be Bella and Alice's chemistry. This is just <laughs> so like, good. it is just off the charts. It's just like, I need the fan. I know there's fan fiction. Oh, yeah. I will find the Literally fan fiction. such an easy search. I know. I'm not trying to be like gross or like, you know, crude. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to like read into anything that isn't there, but I'm telling you it is there and it's actually like greater than Bella and Edwards. <laughs> Um, yeah, MVP. Um, well, I think we did it. I think so, too. This has been uh, a weird day, (laughs) (laughs) but truly the best way to end it that I can imagine. So thank you for being here and talking with me, Kimberly. And thanks to all of you who are, you know, still just chugging along and listening. We really hope that um, this is as much fun for you as it is for us we love talking about how weird and wonderful this story is yeah and And we um, have one more episode left one more episode before the movie episode which i'm so excited literally cannot wait it's gonna be a fucking party yes so next episode is chapters 21 through 24 and epilogue yes that's gonna be insane yes and then end of twilight the phenomenon crazy twilight yes so join us next week we cannot wait to talk about the end of this book okay bye (laughs) hi everybody thanks again for listening to i need to talk about it quick reminder this podcast and everything we say is just to add some giggles to our lives the views expressed are entirely our own we're not affiliated with the twilight saga stephanie meyer or anything official we're not official anything we're just here for the lulz (laughs) and we're so glad you're here to laugh with us we also want to point out that there's a lot more happening in our world than twilight (laughs) Uh, we'd appreciate it if you would consider spending either some of your time or your money learning and funding the Quilit Nation or the actual city of Forks, Washington. Both groups deserve as much time and attention as their fictional counterparts in the Twilight Saga. Thanks! Bye!